on the prequel to the 13th episode, we're talking about the end of the fucking world and previewing Miss Peregrine's home for peculiar children. That's right, welcome back to This Film Is Lit. It's a prequel episode, which means we're talking about something in, in the world of film or TV or whatever. We also have a, we're just going to mention a little fun thing that we're doing, starting with the next episode. And then we will get right into our preview of Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. We can uh, just we can just call it Miss Peregrine's, Peregrine's from here on out because I can't say that <laughs> Miss Peregrine's home for too long titles. Yes, it's the worst. <laughs> but let's start with a discussion slash mini review of the Netflix original, The End of the Fucking World. Katie, we just got done watching The End of the Fucking World. It's eight episodes, about 20 minutes an episode, yeah. based on a graphic novel. So it fits in our... It fits in the realm, although I did not get to read the graphic yeah, novel. You didn't get to read it. Apparently it's impossible to find. It was Yeah, we were looking it up and it doesn't seem particularly easy to get a hold of. Yeah, like they, None of our local bookstores had it. They were sold out of it, so says Barnes & Noble. Yeah, we could have got it on Amazon, but it was going to take a while, I think. Or yeah. I can't remember. But anyway, so it is a graphic novel, uh, like 170 pages. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were recommended it by a friend at work. Uh, cause I didn't, I didn't, I Netflix, Netflix puts out so much stuff now I that know. like, I, unless I, it shows up in my recommended, I just don't even, which this did, I noticed yeah. when I went to add it to my list, it was already in my recommended or whatever, but so, uh, yeah, we just got done watching it. Uh, that was an interesting show. That was different. Yeah, and it's um, it's a limited, like it's a short. There's not going to be a season. I'm two, assuming right? there's not going to be a because season. Because the ending two. seems pretty. To definite. not get into spoilers just yet, we may do a little bit of spoiler talk just to kind of discuss it. But uh, yeah, I don't think so. I think this is it, like a mini series yeah. kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I thought it was uh, it was, it was really good. Uh, it was it was different. I I thought it, it wasn't that different. I say it was different. It it, it reminded me a lot of um certain certain things that are very popular right now the kind of style uh of dark comedy that it was um and some of the the themes and elements of it reminded me of other things uh one thing that it not so much the dark comedy but just the sort of the, the humor style and and um i don't know something about it reminded me i guess the coming of age tale that mm-hmm. sort of thing reminded me of uh one of my my favorite movie of 2016, um, Sing Street. Sing Street. Yeah, you love that movie. Yeah. No, you're right. I totally see that. It reminded me a lot of Sing Street. I mean, again, not to get into spoilers, but I, you know, it's sort of elements of it. This is the kind of humor that they were going. It's this one's a lot considerably darker than yeah. Sing Street is, uh, which I could not recommend that movie enough. It was on Netflix. I don't know if it still is, but uh, Sing Street from 2016. Yeah, so that and then elements of, uh, and this isn't a spoiler. The premise is that the kid, it's it's about it's a love story basically, uh, coming of age tale of a boy and a girl, um, and the boy uh, has self diagnosed himself as like a psychopath, mm-hmm. uh, and he plans to kill this girl. Like this is the person he's going to kill. Yeah, um, and and so they kind of run away together, and it's their tale. Um, 
And so it also had elements of Dexter, which you've never watched Dexter, but Mm-mm. some of the, I mean, it's a similar type of thing. Some of the, the yeah, I know the premise. Yeah, yeah. So, so it reminded me some of the moments reminded me of things from the. You know, I've I think I've watched four seasons of Dexter, um, which apparently I stopped when I was supposed to because it gets terrible. After <laughs> that, so there were elements of that other uh, and other stuff like that. Um, that that you know. That it reminded me of. So it wasn't the most original thing in the world, uh, but it did. It, I, I, I thought the style that they went for worked really well um, with the it, both characters having voiceovers uh, to kind of lay out where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do something kind of clever with that towards the end of the series. Um, yeah. No, and and it, I mean, beautifully shot uh, for what it is. I mean, they're not telling a very visually interesting story. Mm-hmm. But for a pretty mundane driving around the bleak country, English countryside, <laughs> like it was shot in a way that made that interesting and visually appealing to look at. And the actors are really good. They seemed young. The, the main two leads. Yeah, they did. They looked young. They seemed, I mean, they're playing 17 year olds yeah. roughly. And they looked 17, like they probably seemed to me like at least the girl for sure seemed mm-hmm. like she was 16 or 17. And the the, the, the guy... I would say probably same ballpark. 17, yeah, they 18. were scrawny. They both kind of had baby faces. And... Yeah, yeah. So, I, but but for their age, they really knocked. I mean, they had to carry the show. They're like, oh yeah, they're in ninety percent of it. I mean, there's a lot of other characters going on, but they're like the main deal. So, I really enjoyed it. I would recommend it. Um, it's, I mean, it's a quick watch. It we yeah. it's eight twenty minute episodes. I mean, there's some heavy stuff. Yeah, it's not... I say quick in the sense that it, even if you only watch one a night... Right. It, you'll still finish it in a week. Um, because, yeah, there are... It's not like... It's, it's not, not bingeable, per se. Not, not not per se. You could. I could, I could see binging it. Um, yeah. Depending on where... You know, we're, we're a little different in, some, in regards to binging, where we like to bounce back and forth between heavier stuff, and I'm sure other people yeah. do, too, but... Um, I mean, I could see watching it all in an afternoon, like as a movie, because I mean, it's about yeah, the length true. of a yeah. movie. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I could watch, you could watch it as a movie. I liked it. Um, I would recommend it. I would say it's probably not for everyone. No, it's definitely not for everyone. <laughs> it's got, like I said, there's some definitely some intense stuff, mm-hmm. and it's just, it just, I don't think it would appeal to everybody. No, it, 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 it's got some intense stuff. Um, the themes are darker. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, 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 yeah, it's got some darker themes that it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, like you said, it's not for everybody, I don't think, I don't think, Mm -mm. you know, I wouldn't recommend it, I wouldn't tell my parents to watch it, I don't think, I mean, they might enjoy it, but I don't think I, maybe, you know, they might, but I don't think I would be like, hey, you should watch this, there's plenty of things that, that I would recommend to them, I don't know if this would be one, um, but for your general audience, the people who listen to this, probably this kind of thing would, fit more in there mm-hmm. I would assume at least the people who listen to our podcast that like to critically think about media and that sort of thing <laughs> at least to some extent not that we're like you know the deepest level of critical I mean we don't even write anything down I mean we I mean we have a few <laughs> notes but we don't really you know we're not writing out a thesis on these things but um somebody who's into that sort of thing and who think about things a little who can remove themselves from the from it a bit and sort of enjoy it for what it is even if it you don't like everything about it or even if it makes you uncomfortable if that makes sense you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh i think can find a lot a lot to enjoy in it just to get in a little bit of spoilers i recommend it i think we both recommend it 
if you're looking for a quick, you know, eight episode dark comedy, uh, that has a really interesting, sweet coming of age tale built into it, kind of, um, in a way. And we'll, I'll branch off of that getting now into spoilers. I think it was an interesting, and I'm sure this is very much on purpose and and this isn't probably a revelatory, uh, analysis on my part, but the, the whole sort of allegorical or the i'm getting in trouble using the word allegory but <laughs> the the way the um i thought it was an interesting take and the way you could read it as uh the him wanting to kill somebody being directly analogous to uh the teenage boy's quest for to have sex for the first time mm-hmm. and the way it plays out in the context of the show feels a lot like it hits the beats of your typical yeah it does. sexual and first sexual encounter um in the way that you know it, his sort of awkwardness with her mm-hmm. which would normally be because of the sexual tension right. and and the and the not being sure of how to act about that it's the exact same situation when where he follows her and goes with her be, like they run off together because she wants him to come with them and his, all of his, the way he acts, if you didn't know he wanted to kill her, would be completely in line with a super, like, um, not ner- nerdy is not the right word. Uh, awkward? Awkward boy who wants to <laughs> be with this girl and, and is on that sort of uh, coming of age uh, quest or whatever. It's It's a fucking garbage term for it but um you know what i mean like and and then there's the you know the not uh i want to say not subtle but the when he actually does kill somebody uh and she ends up getting covered in blood Mm -hmm. and the way that affects their relationship and they have a falling out after they end up committing the act yeah and then they find themselves back together and then he goes and meets her dad like it's (laughs) Like I said, it's an interesting take on it. You can read it that way if you're watching it that way. Uh, and I thought that was kind of interesting to, to try to kind of take that and spin it on its head of of playing out all the same beats of mm-hmm. a normal coming-of-age love story, but where the main character, it, it, the, the act isn't love or isn't having sex, it's killing somebody. <laughs> it's an interesting idea. And, and watch, watching it in that lens, I thought, was... Very clever how they made that all work. Yeah, definitely. Um, and there's a lot of symbolism in it that I think worked really well um, in that sort of frame or in that lens. But uh, the other spoiler thing I wanted to talk about. Oh, well, I mean, not a specific. Well, one of the reasons that made me think so much of Sing Street was the, the not the ending, but the where it potentially was going towards the ending. And this is spoilers for Sing Street, so if you haven't seen Sing Street, go watch that. Um <laughs> That where they were going to steal the vote and oh, yeah. ride across the English yeah, Channel. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, across yeah, it's the channel exactly the ending yeah. from Sing Street, uh, which isn't it what ends up happening. But um, so just to talk a little bit about the ending, we've touched on it that there's probably not going to be. I can't see there being any, you uh, know, I, I would be yeah. interested to see what, if the graphic novel, like if it ends like that or if there's, yeah. I don't know. I assume that's just probably how it ends. Um, but we, we assume it ends with uh, James being killed. Mm-hmm. Is sort of the implication. Yeah, I mean, gunshots, green goes yeah. black. Yeah, which is, I've done that 
in a movie. <laughs> and it's generally considered sort of a hackney, uh, like, like it's like a thing. You, it's a thing I did when I was a film student in college. It's kind of that thing. Mm-hmm. To have the screen go to black with a gunshot is sort of like, come on. At least I, I, I've, it seems to me now, like looking back, it's kind of a thing you think is clever and not clever, but like cool and like, but looking back on it when I did it and just with this, I think that's because I guess unless they were intentionally leaving it open for a sequel or, or some sort of sequel bait or because here's the thing for me is the reason I faded to black and did the gunshot one of the reasons in my in my college project one was that i and i wish i wouldn't have and i could have pulled it off but part of it was i thought it was cool and two it was it's one less thing i have to cg a gunshot in yeah and you know what i mean like when i'm thinking about budget not budget but like my time and what you know Mm -hmm. i thought it was just as effective to go to black and i don't think it was looking back when i watched this project i go man i really wish i just would have had him shoot him and i was on camera in this one unless they were trying to leave open for some sort of you don't know you know just a gunshot but we didn't see what happened i think it's just as effective as an ending if we hear the gunshot and he falls i agree and then it ends um and, and I'll, I'll yeah I'll be interested to see if they try to do a second season because I think you're right I don't know that there's any reason to do that unless they're trying to tease us with this idea that maybe he's still alive yeah because it is such a ha- it considered such kind of a like a hack hacky thing to do yeah yeah that in the only reason I could see them doing it because people that work on productions like that know that it's a it's like a joke in the film and you know and, and there are certain things that have done it and I'm sure the first time it was done you know however long I mean, ago yeah, it was sure. fine but at this point now um, it's been done to death and it's not an interesting thing to do anymore and so I was like ah, just if 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 the, if the, if you're not trying to make another season if you just want it to us to think he's dead and that's it and that's the end of it then just show the just show him you don't have to see it just he just falls yeah and then it ends you know what i mean i don't know no i agree with you I, yeah i think it's potentially that maybe they're trying to tease us with the idea that he right. didn't get shot right and who knows i like i said we haven't read the graphic novel maybe there is yeah. some other follow-up season they could do where he you know maybe he got shot but he he lived and now he's in prison or you know maybe mm-hmm. you only got to reduce that. who knows they, <laughs> a million things they could do that was interesting so that's it for spoilers on that. Um, I think, unless you have anything else you want to add. Yara Greyjoy is in this. Yes. Oh, I had something else. Yeah, well, Yara Greyjoy is in yeah. it, which we missed. I, I didn't even realize the first I don't recognize her when in. she's not covered in dirt looking angry. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing I thought I wanted to mention, and it was a spoilery thing, was that when I was talking about a clever thing they did with the voiceover, mm-hmm. um, and it was just a little thing, but it, it made me, I thought it was an interesting and fun idea. I think it only happens once. So the whole time we hear both voiceovers from both the the girl uh, Alyssa and the boy James mm-hmm. um, throughout the thing, and Alyssa is never. We always hear her voiceover, and it's usually like she's panicking or she's freaking out on the inside. Yeah, but she's super cool and collected. She never says to James what she's actually feeling. And the only time it happens. And it's really because it's impactful because the whole other time we've been hearing opposite things from, you know, she's like freaking out in her head and then she's like, no, we're fine. Like, she's super yeah. cool um, outwardly to James. But the moment she's going to meet her dad and they knock on the door or right before they knock on the door, her inner monologue goes, I'm scared. 
and then she just says, I'm scared yeah. to James. And in that moment, it's a very... It's a, it's a very nice moment of character development for yeah. her and um, a kind of a turning point for them, too. Yeah. A kind of a crossroads for their relationship. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting way to do something interesting and different where a voiceover adds a new layer yeah. to the character development as opposed to just explaining things to us or, or making things clear that aren't as a... Like we've talked about before, you know, usually you want to try to be able to tell your story visually without having to have a character explain what's going on. But the way they did it in this show and moments like that mm-hmm. made it work really well. So, yeah, I liked that about it. Really just strong characters uh, and strong characterizations all around. I thought all even all the minor characters, and I don't want to go on this anymore, but uh, like her dad specifically, mm-hmm. uh, once we meet him and it's that, you know, sort of that interesting characterization where it's people that are shitty aren't just all shitty like they're not yeah. just overtly shitty and it's obvious all the time and I, you know that's not a new thing but it's it's always nice when there are characters that are a little nuanced a little nuanced yeah. in that way and there was most of them in this you know most of the even the minor characters mm-hmm. had a lot of nuance to them which which was which was nice made it more enjoyable so yeah yeah that's it. That's the end of the... I mean, it's censored on Netflix, but I believe the graphic novel is called The End of the Fucking World. It just says it. But uh, <laughs> So, yeah. A minus. I don't know. I just gave it a Yeah, I would give it an A. Maybe a B plus. A, a, a lower A, a higher B. Yeah, somewhere in that ballpark. Pretty good stuff. All right. I love our, our grading scale changes. <laughs> like, I think I think when we were talking about Stranger Things 2, we gave it, like, an 8 out of, yeah. like, number, whatever. <laughs> Same thing. You can correlate it and figure out where it's at. We're going to move along to a little thing. This is just a minor little, uh, an- I say announcement. It's not really an announcement. But look out for this in the next episode. Uh, we're getting rid of the music bumpers. Uh, for the industry, people don't know the industry term. The, the music <laughs> that plays in between our segments, which was just random clips from our theme music that I've never really been happy with. I mean, I like our theme music, but I've never really been happy with just the random clips playing in between segments. We've had this idea for a while to play relevant movie clips from movies that are based on books. Finally got enough of all of them for our segments. Yeah, we, we sat around and brainstormed that for uh, yeah a couple, couple hours, couple different nights, couple different nights, and it. then I finally cut them all out, went and found them all, and cut them all out. So in the next one, there will be fun new little uh, audio clips from movies, all of them based on books that uh, are relevant to the uh, different segments that we do. So it'll, you'll know exactly which segment is what, <laughs> and you won't have to listen to random dumb clips of the song. They'll be a better all around. So I know they're the, one of the only negative things I saw in a review one time on our podcast was somebody said, I hate the bumpers that they, mm-hmm. uh, they didn't say that, something like that. So uh, also we'll just say it now, if you're listening, if you have ideas for those, after you hear this first round and you're like, oh, and you have something sticks in your head of like from a movie that's based on a book, like this would be perfect for that. Feel free. You can send it on Facebook in a message, you know, what it is or where, yeah. what it's from or tweet it at us, us or go to the subreddit and post or whatever. You, anywhere you can get it at. You can email us at thisfilmislit at gmail.com. However you want to do it. If you have ideas, send them our way. Eventually, we might start updating those, you know, every now and then. Yeah. Swap them out with new ones. But this first round are pretty good. So we'll see. We'll let them ride for a while. <laughs> All right. Let's move along to our... Preview of Miss Peregrine.
right, Katie. I have very few facts. There's not a lot of info. Very few facts cool. as well. I mean, it, it's kind of it's a recent yeah. book and movie, and it's not like it's not something with like a storied. Yeah, it's a, not a classic. No, so there's not a lot of like research done on the production, at yeah. least for the movie wise, like to where. You know, some movies, like The Birds, a billion people have written right. about it and talked about it and how it was made and all that sort of stuff. But this one, maybe not so much. No, not so much. But maybe I could be the first one to write a, there you a go. critical study on it. There you go. Okay. So the author who wrote Miss Peregrine's, his name is Ransom Riggs. Mm-hmm. Don't know if that's his real name. Probably not. But, uh... That's the name that's on the book. Um, he is a photographer and a filmmaker, as well as a writer. Um, he's also married to another author, whose name I'm probably about to butcher, uh, Tahare Mafi. Mm-hmm. Um, she wrote the young adult series Shatter Me and the middle grade series Furthermore. So they're like a writing power couple. That's cool. Um, If you've read the book or you know about the book, um, you probably know that it uses real found vintage photographs as the basis for the story. That's one of the author's other hobbies, because he needed more, um, is collecting vintage photographs. Um, All of the photographs that are used in the book are real. They're super creepy. He also has another book that's like just a collection of found photography. So that's kind of interesting. Hmm. Um, I like antique shops, but I don't think I've ever gone shuffling through like old photos. It seems maybe a little too weird for I don't me know personally. I've never seen old photos at an antique shop, but like old magazines and stuff. Yeah. But I don't know if I've ever seen the, like old photos. And you can maybe. find them. Yeah. yeah. So it's like I don't know people's old family photos. Yeah, it's weird. A little weird. <laughs> it's a little odd. Miss Peregrine's is the first book in a series. There are two other books in the series proper, which are Hollow City and Library of Souls, neither of which I have read, maybe someday. Um, And there's also a collection of short stories set in the same universe, which is called Tales of the Peculiar. Miss Peregrine's was also adapted as a graphic novel. So if you're maybe not so much into the reading of a full-length novel. Mm-hmm. You pick up the graphic novel. I read it. It's a pretty good adaptation. And that's all the fun facts I have. Sweet. <laughs> all right. Uh, so it's a 2016 fantasy film mm-hmm. directed by Tim Burton, written by Jane Goldman, based on the 2011 novel, as you said, by the same name, by Ransom Riggs. It, it actually made a shit ton of money. Grossed $296 million worldwide really? on a budget of 110. So it actually did pretty well, even if you do the double the budget for advertising, which is 220 and still $80 mm-hmm. million dollar it's pretty hmm. good. The house in the movie where the children live is an actual house. Hmm. It's called Torenhof, and it's in Antwerp, Belgium. So, so it's not a set that they built. No, it's apparently a real house. I mean, they may have built a set of. Yeah, you know, I'm sure the inside is mm-hmm. like you know sets or whatever, but the actual exterior shots were a real of a real house, or at least hmm. based on a real house that apparently you can go to. Ava Green, who plays Miss Peregrine, mm-hmm. Ava Green. She was super fond of the pipe prop. <laughs> she thought it was super beautiful. She kept it. Oh, she, she has it still. It. Yeah. Um, she she said she really enjoyed that it combined the feminine and masculine aspects of Miss Peregrine's character. Hmm. The way I it was designed. Didn't really notice that much detail about it. I'd have we to look closer. Yeah, I'll have to pay attention to that. 
That could be a fun prop to just make. We'll see. Looked like a prop to me. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, she has it a lot, but we don't really yeah. get to her into it. So this is interesting. The scenes in the well, this is a bit spoilery. If you haven't seen it, skip ahead forty seconds. <laughs> uh, hit that fifteen forward three times. The scenes in the present outside of the loop have a blue tint to them, and scenes inside the loop are in full color. And they did it was a it's kind of inspired by a similar idea to the Wizard of Oz, where okay. Um, Scenes in Kansas are black and white monochrome. Right, right, And then the scenes in Oz are in color. So it was a similar idea where huh. the scenes in the loop, full color. Scenes outside the loop, sort of blue, kind Ooh. of desaturated look. Okay. So Interesting. look out for that. And then this is the final thing. If you're fast-forwarding for spoilers, you're good again now. So I said earlier it was written by Jane Goldman, adapted by Jane Goldman. Mm-hmm. She is uh, most well-known. Uh, she's a really uh, accomplished screenwriter. But she's probably most well-known for co-writing a bunch of stuff with Matthew Vaughn, who is a director oh. we both like quite yeah, a bit for like a lot of his lot. things. So she co-wrote both Kingsman movies, huh. uh, like all the X-Men movies, all the Matthew Vaughn ones, uh, uh-huh. which X First Class and I think Days of Future Past, uh-huh. Kick-Ass, okay. and Stardust. This puzzles me. I know. That's why I wanted to bring this up, because I know how much you dislike this adaptation yeah. and it was written by somebody who has written some who, very good adaptations right by all accounts should have written a very good adaptation because kingsman I, as i understand it's a pretty good adaptation uh and well on top of just being a fantastic movie we uh-huh. haven't seen the sequel yet but kick-ass great adaptation great mm-hmm. movie and stardust great uh, stardust is like my favorite movie yeah it's like when you, down, you know, it's like yeah. your favorite movie and i assume it's a pretty good adaptation of yeah it is uh what's that's a graphic novel right or is it a, no it's neil gaiman novel okay well I, I thought it was a neil game graphic novel yeah. it's okay yeah it's a book so yeah so she's adapted a lot of stuff and done a really good job so i thought that was funny with how much you dislike this one well i mean i guess we you know they can't all be gold stars <laughs> yeah you know you're, you're bound to get a stinker in there yeah. at some point yeah well and and to be fair on the other ones she was co-writing with matthew vaughn uh-huh. i don't i mean it would be pure speculation to to try to figure out who had what in you know right. who uh brought what to the table in that writing relationship but this one she wrote by herself or adapted hmm. by herself uh i'm sure you know tim burton had his hand and directors tend to but he, he didn't he didn't get a, he didn't I co-write can, it i can see where tim burton had his hand he didn't get a co-writing credit he didn't get a oh no we'll get into it no i know i'm just saying he didn't have a writing credit at all so she was solely responsible, according to uh, fucking not SAG, mm-hmm. whatever screen. Uh, yeah, SAG, maybe SAG. I don't know. Writers Guild of America mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Whoever does the credits for that, I think it's Writers Guild of America. Uh, so yeah, I, that was interesting. Because like I said, I was like, really? Yeah. She wrote like mm-hmm. your favorite movie <laughs> <laughs> and a bunch of other really good movies that we like uh, that are adaptations. So, huh. And now I as spoiler as we just said it's not a spoiler but uh, Katie doesn't like this movie. Um mm-hmm. she thinks it's a terrible adaptation. A they change fan. a lot. Generally I I thought it was a very average movie. I haven't read the book or the graphic novel. I know nothing of it other than the little bit you've told me here and there and I watched it and I was like, "Yeah, that was all right. That was fine. That was a totally passable movie. Not really particularly good, but also not bad." And and again, when you don't have anything to compare or adaptation wise, yeah. And then that was I, I mean, I, I can my, see that it fell in line with most critics that were like, meh, yeah. C. <laughs> like, 
Sure, C+. Plus. Well, <laughs> I hope you don't get distracted while we're watching it, because I'm going to be furiously, furiously taking typing. notes. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be the whole time, so... I'm excited for that. We'll probably record that this weekend. But uh, yeah, so that's all I got for the notes on the movie, because like I said, there really wasn't that much. Yeah, there's not a whole lot out there. And then as I started scrolling through some of the, like the trivia, which is I, I usually go through Wikipedia and then click through to some articles and then go through the trivia and kind of Google around that way. The, the trivia on IMDb, but the trivia on IMDb started very quickly spoiling yeah. Not spoiling, but uh, like what was changed and that sort of thing. So I yeah. was like, well, okay, now we're gonna not gonna not gonna look at that because I didn't want to have that spoiled for me. So yeah, I ran into kind of the same problem trying to look up trivia because it was all about what was changed in the movie. Yeah, I had a hard time finding stuff about the book. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, whatever. It's it's good. We talked a long time about the end of the fucking world. So we'll wrap this up right about here. Once again, you can rate review us on iTunes, Stitcher. Wherever else we're available. I know we're available on some other service that... Podiant? Like, well, that's our... Yeah, that's our host. Um, mm-hmm. Podiant. But it's not It's not a. It's not like an app you can't download. You, you can listen on a browser through Podiant, yeah. which is our the where we host our website. Or host our, the podcast. Um, but there's another service that auto-populates through like iTunes or something. Mm-hmm. That's I, There's a couple other ones where you can... I, I don't know how many people even use those. And like 90% of people use iTunes. But you can rate us and review us on those things. That's super helpful. Yeah. That uh, helps us get recommended, right? Yes, it helps you get recommended. Uh, eventually, if we get enough of them uh, and you get into that new and noteworthy or there's a couple of, like, trending um, mm-hmm. on iTunes, that really helps. So if, you know, all of a sudden we have 30, 25, 30 reviews, we might end up in that new and noteworthy. And then that, that's ones that people actually, people that don't know who we are just randomly might <laughs> click on. Um, yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah. So... You can do that. Rates and reviews on iTunes are fantastic. We're up to 13 now, uh, so that's we're moving on up. Also, check us out on Facebook, like we say every episode. This film is lit on Facebook. Uh, at this film is lit on Twitter. We have a Goodreads. This, Just, film, is this lit. film is lit on, on Goodreads. Goodreads. And we have a subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash this film is lit. There's only one thing posted there right now. I'm going to add more eventually for older episodes and and every new episode going forward will have one but if there's one if there's an episode you want to discuss if you want to get on the subreddit because that's what's there for is for us to discuss back and forth with fans if there's like oh i want to talk about the wizard of oz episode and that episode doesn't have a post yet Mm -hmm. just follow the format of the title from the one that's there just call it that post it we'll approve it and then you can comment in there that'll be just dandy (laughs) Uh, but of, like I said, we will also eventually try to get all those in there just as a backlog so when people want to discuss stuff. Anyways, I think that's it. Yeah. Time to go watch Miss Peregrine's. Ugh, all right. <laughs> and we'll see you next time. Until then, keep reading books, keep watching movies, keep keeping on. Keep reading the book first. Keep on rolling. Keep on rolling. <laughs> <laughs>